from Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. We continue our series with Hannah Breckbill of Humble Hands Harvest as she digs into her passion for how farmers can amplify our missions cooperatively. Hear about her interesting journey to design and legally structure her farm in a cooperative way that is equitable for everyone. Hannah gives us fodder for thinking out of the box and how to farm stronger collaboratively. Hannah Breckbill has been farming since 2009 when she interned as a CSA manager at World Hunger Relief outside of Waco, Texas. She was part of Land Stewardship Project's Farm Beginnings and Journey Person programs, where she crafted a vision for Humble Hands Harvest. The farm launched in 2013 and is now a worker-owned cooperative farm that raises organic vegetables, grass-fed lamb, and pastured pork. She serves on the board of Northeast Iowa Peace and Justice Center and the Iowa Food Hub, and she hosts an annual Queer Farmer Convergence on her Decorah, Iowa farm. We're back with Anna Breckbill at her beautiful farm here outside Decorah, Iowa, Humble Hands Harvest. Thank you. Hannah, thank you for again inviting us for the Boots Workshop and for sharing your story and a big piece of your, well, both your story, but you personally, your philosophy is the co-op mindset, shall Mm -hmm. we say, you know, and doing things collaboratively together, both in spirit, but also in practicality. Mm -hmm. And that's what I find really interesting and inspiring with how you both set up Humble Hands Harvest, but even more importantly, the vision for the future. So mm-hmm. could you talk us through uh, maybe the basics to get started in the sense of this isn't just an average farm and mm-hmm. an average whatever business plan or an average LLC for that matter. Right. Yeah. So um, what Emily and I did this spring. Oh, we'll back to it. So Emily is your second cousin who's yep. who's farming with you in partnership. Yep. Exactly. But you started things initially. I started things initially, and I invited Emily into um, into business with me. And so we spent last year working together. It was Emily's first time, you know, being in charge of a farm, um, and I'd been doing it for a number of years. So we we kind of had um, we had plenty of of learning, kind of about each other and about what each of us value and prioritize and all of that. Did you two grow up together too, family-wise? Or um, we would have Thanksgivings a... together as family. Yeah. Emily's about five years younger than me. So, you know, we weren't super close or anything growing up. But um, yeah, now yeah. now we work very closely together and, awesome. and, and enjoy each other. I think so. That's great. Um, so I invited her in and um, and we kind of initially just formed an LLC that is Humble Hands Harvest LLC. So from the start, you were partners. Yes, but we didn't have exactly a framework um, of what exactly it looked like. Um, we wrote some bylaws and, and we kind of each put in 
put in similar amounts of investment. Um, we It was a big investment year in 2017 because I had just bought this land and we needed to put in electricity, a well, a greenhouse, a deer fence, so and, and my home, this yurt. Um, so... So there was a lot of opportunity to kind of invest. Um, and There's always something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, write a check. <laughs> so, yeah. So we just kind of figured it out over the course of last year. And um, and a big question for me was, well, I had bought this land. And um, what does it look like to have someone who doesn't own the land be equally part of the business? And I don't know. It's It's confusing. And... Um, we ended up, um, Emily ended up this winter really kind of sinking, sinking in and saying, you know what, I'm committed to this place. I'm com- committed to this project. Let, I'm going to buy some land of some of this cooperatively owned land. Um, and, and so then at that point, it's like, okay, we've had a year together under our belts. We know kind of how we work together. And we know that we want to both, we're both in this, right, for the long haul. And so how do we, how do we structure this so that it makes sense um, for, for each of us, for each of our investments, for, um, for the possibility that one of us will want to leave someday, or for the possibility that we'll want to add another person or two um, to this cooperative. And, and so, yeah, we decided on a worker-owned co-op model. That under the LLC. Under Humble Hands Harvest mm-hmm. LLC. Yep. Yeah, we just have a um, a series of agreements. We figure out how much each of us get paid per month. And um, and we each kind of divide up tasks. In the wintertime, we make our financial plan and um, see what that looks like. Make sure that we'll come out, come out in the black. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You're kind of creating things as you go and you need them, though, right? There's no, like, model your right. cooperative philosophy, but there's not a template. There, well, there are, there are plenty of um, operating agreements to look, to look at. On their, From other companies? Yeah, or how did you we, find those? Or would, yeah. Other... Um, we actually have a lot going on in Decora in the realm of, of people thinking about alternative economic models. Um, and so a friend of ours um, sent us uh, – the information about um, a co-op called Coopsicles LLC that has a fabulous op- operating agreement um, with <laughs> with um, they make popsicles and they are uh, yeah out in California and they um, have a cartoon operating agreement actually so it's really easy to comprehend. <laughs> That's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> so there's things to look at, but you were creating things based on your own need and exactly. obviously doing a lot of talking about this and thinking yeah, together a lot of time individually. Um, yeah. And and one of the coolest things I think that we put in as part of our our cooperative, which is hard to hard to for me to articulate. So I'm gonna practice you now. You do it. Just do um, you do great. <laughs> is that we because we received so many gifts to get started, I didn't mention before, but we um we did a crowdfunding campaign mm. to fund our well, basically. Um, so yeah, the community really stepped up, and our families contributed a lot to to help us out and and give this huge gift to us to enable us to farm. You can't really farm vegetables without a well. Can't wash them. Can't water them in the greenhouse or anything. Yeah, infrastructure costs. Yeah, yep. this is raw land. Yep. Um, and so, um, 
because of those gifts that we were given, we were like, well, those gifts in in my mind are for the farm, are for this project. Um, I don't I don't want to end up taking these gifts as my own um, or like splitting them between Emily and I and saying, you know, each of us get $10,000 more to our name um, because of this. I want this this gift to be part of what this community has invested in the mm, farm, what nice, the commons yeah. has invested. Um, and and so I, um, yeah, we, we came up with a way to give the commons, as we call it, an accounting in our business as a part owner of our oh, cooperative. Wow. So it's its own. Yeah, it's its own entity. Space and place. Yeah. Um, so so it's the the cooperative has two people in it and then also the commons. So three three wow. things. As but that part must of it. also be beyond the financial support, a real spiritual support, if you will, to know totally. that commons is behind you. It's on, it's yeah, on your yeah. bottom line. That's totally. Beautiful. Totally. And you know, my dream is that years down the line, you know, Emily and I will will invest, keep investing as we need to, and maybe more members of the cooperative will join and, and also invest um, in it. But you know, once so years down the line, when this farm is making making more money than it needs investment, um, we'll start getting maybe paid back, and the commons will kind of grow as part of the. In, in kind of percentage of ownership of this place, um, potentially. And yeah, it, it makes me think like in 30 years, the, the farmer that's coming along, I'm 30 right now, right? So in 30 years, the farmer that's coming along that wants to get started won't have so much kind of financial stuff to overcome um, to be able to start farming, start making decisions, start being a real farmer on this piece of land. You can walk in and do it. That's that's yep. great. Uh, and you've set things up too so that you could take on other partners yeah, in years to we're, come. Yeah, we're definitely talking about hopefully next year maybe starting a starting with someone someone new. Um we have there's so much potential on this piece of ground. We've we've got the vegetable farm going, but the animals could be really developed and ramped up. Um, and the perennial perennial potential on this land is really great. So I'm I'm planting some hazelnuts and chestnuts this year, but I think we could we could really fill this place with kind of a savanna like tree situation. It would be really fun. Oh, so it'd be both taking on new farmers, but also that humble hands harvest would have a life way beyond you, mm-hmm. your your role here or totally. whatever that may be. Who That's knows? But definitely my vision um, is that. Or and also part of my vision is that like maybe someday I could take a sabbatical and Humble Hands Harvest could keep just rolling along, and I could I could be gone for a year, you know, or something yeah, like sure. that. Yeah, sure. Well, that that's important too. <laughs> yeah. The, um, your story really showcases that you can creatively do these things, mm-hmm. and like you said, you're an LLC with a worker owner. Mm-hmm. agreement. So mm-hmm. there's ways of slicing the pie. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a full co-op. It doesn't have to be a full LLC. Right. You're in charge of your own business, right? right. You can write things how you want. Mm-hmm. That's, that's. I don't know. It's, I'd, I'd argue the key aspect of success of any entrepreneur, much just mm-hmm. a farmer, is like you have. You have your vision and then do the research, create the tools you need to see it through, not the other yep. way around. <laughs> Where yep. do we fit? <laughs> We're spending too much time trying to plug into other people's 
holes. Totally, <laughs> totally, yeah. Great. All right, cool. Were there any other resources uh, when you were researching the co-op side? Or you mentioned like the co-opsicles or mm-hmm. there must be just a lot of agreements out there, just even yeah, there are a lot of old online research. Um, there's a, a group called DAWN, D-A-W-N, and I'm not sure what it stands for, but it's about worker co-ops, mm. basically. Um, and they they have some, I think, some funding for rural cooperative development, actually. So um, they they we consulted with them via video conference at one point. Um, I know, like the Farmers Union, or, I know by yeah, the Wisconsin Farmers Union, there's a lot of yep. outreach and education on that. On, uh, cooperatives. That, that once you start scratching the surface, the Center for Cooperatives of at mm-hmm. University of Wisconsin, there's a lot out there. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways to do it equitably and strategically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that makes so much sense. So terrific. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, Moses. The mission of Moses is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on Moses, In Her Boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.